0: This is episode 29, You Can't Handle the Truth. Hello, hello, hello. We're just two normal dudes trying to live this Jesus life. My name's Josh. Hey,
1: I'm Andrew, and we are This Jesus Life Podcast. Josh, how are you my friend
0: andrew dude i'm well how are you I'm doing
1: pretty well man it's uh it's almost thanksgiving yeah. and uh and i'm excited to
0: eat a lot of food um <laughs> yeah how about you you got big plans that's really no it's covid season mm-hmm. we're i only i think it's like we're not super crazy like you know oregon who's like spying your neighbors and call the police if they break the law right uh, which is what the heck uh, but we're getting there so really uh no personal no personal gatherings starting on friday at 5 p.m or something like that
1: yeah we're not supposed uh, to have no regulations. i don't know pennsylvania just doesn't want you to like they're like oh you have a family of three only two in the house at one time
0: <laughs> like pennsylvania is just crazy <laughs> and wear masks, yeah. wear masks like, and bathe
1: and hand sanitizer and uh, I don't know, you know, the the difficult thing about COVID is that when all the restrictions in Pennsylvania are announced, they're announced by a very, very unhealthy, unhealthy looking health official. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> I don't want to take any advice from you on
0: health. Man. You're like. You're like 600 pounds. It looks like you've smoked crack your yeah. entire life. Like, nope. Like, I don't want to listen. I just
1: really do not want to accept health advice
0: from you. Um, you know, can you like look That's the funny. part? No. Uh, yeah. I think all our, all our announcements come straight from our governor. Cause he's just a, he's just a winner there. Um, and has to have the spotlight constantly. He's not as bad as coma over there in New York. Yeah. I feel bad for those people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he's up there.
1: Be tough taking uh, daily briefings from Andrew Homo over there. Um, Man. (laughs) Uh, So, dude, I have a question for you. uh, He's a funny um, one. Josh. Do you? Yeah.
0: I have some questions for you. Oh,
1: look at that. I was curious um, what is something on your kind of bucket list? Doesn't even have to be a bucket list, just like I would
0: love to go there or
1: do this or whatever.
0: Just a list, I guess. I'd like to. Tr- I'd like to travel more. So, like, hit up the Europe thing. Yeah. I wish I did it with my brothers out there, but yeah, time just did not allow. Um, what else? I used to have a bucket list. that I like keep track. Did of Did you things, keep it in a bucket? But I don't know whatever happened to it. Probably, and that's probably the problem. I probably thought it was trash. Like, <laughs> Threw the, the bucket away. I'm like, it man, for I should have kept I should have that bucket list. Yeah. Now.
1: I've never understood why I've people want to cool keep things, lists. Though, that are like buckets.
0: typically on your bucket list. Wait, what? Huh? Uh, sorry, I, was I was listening to what you said, <laughs> like trying to process. It. You're like, wait, what? <laughs> uh, I said, I've done a lot of things on people's bucket lists. Like I've done the safari thing in Africa. Uh, I've traveled a decent amount, not a ton, but a decent amount. Yeah. Um, Wait, when did you do so, like, safari in
1: Africa? Was that on that trip, like f- to Kenya? Three yeah, with, or four? with your employer. Yeah, dude mm-hmm. i I didn't realize you did yeah, this. So not only that's did awesome. I go on it, it was free. Was it awesome? Yeah,
0: no, it was pretty. It was pretty incredible. Yeah, I bet. Um,
1: one of the things that's on my
0: like list the...
1: is I really want to hike the John Muir Trail. Um, it's part of.
0: Is that like the trail that goes to your neighbor's backyard?
1: <laughs> no, backyard? no, it's uh, it's uh, in the redwoods in Colorado or in California. I'm sorry, and it's part of the Pacific Crest Trail. I was about to say, we have redwoods, yes. <laughs> it's part of the Pacific Crest Trail. Okay. And uh, John Muir, who was like an explorer and all this stuff, he designated it. Um, it's like a 180 mile stretch of the Pacific Crest Trail, but oh. he said it was the most beautiful chunk of the entire united states by his estimation because it's like redwoods okay. right next to the ocean with mountains like just crazy okay. you know yeah, so yeah that's like a one day goal like one day i want to go and either hike that in one through stretch no it's
0: going to take longer than one well day. yeah 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 you're not gonna do 100 miles in a no, day no
1: i mean no i mean like a down the road goal like maybe when i'm like in retirement or close Uh-oh. to it like i want to take like Two or three or four weeks or what, however long, 180 miles takes, and like through hike it, you know? Oh my gosh, It'd be awesome,
0: huh? Yeah. My my cousin, his, I think he like his goal is like 22 to 25 miles a day. Wow, that's uh, intense. But dude. he did the Pacific Coast Trail. Wow. So like Mexico to Canada, he did it in like six months or something. That's amazing. Like, that. like uh, and then he just tried to do. The one through Colorado. Oh, yeah. So there's some famous one that goes like Boulder to Grand Junction or somewhere out there. Um, And they got hit with snow in the middle of... What did we get our first snow? It was like August or something like that. (laughs) That's crazy. Uh, So they'd get off the trail. Wow. They made most of the way. Wow. Yeah, it's always mind boggling. Like, what? You walk for how long in a day? Uh, No, thank you.
1: That's intense. That
0: seems like a lot to take in. Hey, Andrew, I'm curious... Mm -hmm. Um, what, uh, what is the worst smell that you deal with on a regular
1: basis? <laughs> oh man. Um, this, I have a very clear answer to this. So, you know, my wife is a little bit of a hippie.
0: Um, so to save. No, she's 100%. Hippie. Yes. Not only is she a hippie, she's convincing other people to be hippies and starting this whole home boo.
1: Or. home birth home birth yeah yeah we did a home birth for our first kid and now two of our mutual friends who both by the way thought we were crazy at the time they just had just had babies at home both of them and uh and I'm yeah. like you guys give us some credit at least you know but uh so we are doing cloth diapers um primarily so that means when you get pee in the diaper, you put it in a diaper, basically a trash can that seals really well with this like liner in there that you can rewash. So, but it also means that when, when there's poop in a diaper, you have to spray that into the toilet. Uh, so I have a diaper sprayer on the back of my toilet, which could also,
0: what the heck is a diaper sprayer? <laughs> you
1: know, you know, like the dish sprayer is it like, like at the sink? That's what it's I'm picturing. It's like that, only yeah. it hangs on the back of the toilet, and you pull it off, and it just sprays cold water. So you hold the diaper what? up and spray it off, and the poop all goes into the toilet. So the worst smell that I deal with is when the diaper trash can is basically entirely full, and I'm putting like the last diaper or two in there before taking that out and and washing it all. Is it
0: like a game between you and your wife, like? <laughs> Who who put the diaper to make it overflow so i has to clean it <laughs> yeah, up kind of pretty thing. Much. So you're like well, pushing it down. The worst,
1: exactly, dude. But like when that thing gets really full and you crack it just to throw a diaper in, the smell of just oh, like bet. this it's putrid, and it just I hits think, you for a split second and you're like, Oh, this is bad. Yeah. Uh-huh.
0: I think yeah. Yeah, I think old urine is a worse smell than poop. Yeah, but when you mix... Like, old urine has a, has a punch it to really it. It
1: really does, but when you mix old urine uh, and old poop, <laughs> that's when you get...
0: Oh, uh, because there's still, like, poop on those diapers? Just a little bit. Just I'm a little bit.
1: Yeah, that's the worst smell
0: you I should get You should get a better poop sprayer.
1: <laughs> Dude,
0: it doesn't matter how uh,
1: good your sprayer yeah, is. Yeah, that's pretty right. Yeah, that's pretty bad. That's my answer for sure. On that, do you have one that comes to mind? The worst smell you deal with?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I don't really deal with a lot of (laughs) smells. When you get uh, when you get poop under your
1: contacts, is that the worst smell (laughs) you deal with? Uh,
0: Yes, one (laughs) hundred percent. That would be the worst (laughs) in the entire world. You would smell it all day. Um, I don't know, man. I'm really after we had that conversation. I'm pretty like. I'm pretty keen to poop in general. I just, I'm not a fan of it. So, um, I'm a fan of doing it feels accomplishing, but I'm not a fan of it being around. So like any like hint of it, like my dog pooped in my house. Oh no, that's the worst. Monday, cause he's a, cause he's, yeah. Cause he's an ass turd and needs to be beat constantly. Um, he been man, has he been a turd the last few days? Uh, but he didn't like – he never – well, okay. To, to his defense, he probably came into my office and was like, hey, dude, I got a poop. And I was like, hey, Jack, how are you? It didn't even occur to me yet. Right. Poop. But he has this thing with our neighbor's dogs now that if they're out and they're like aggressively barking, he's out. He used to not care. Uh, and then I made the mistake and I bought one of those like zappers for dogs, like <laughs> audio zappers. And I think now that it, that's freaked oh, no. out. Oh, no. Did he get zapped because they were barking? Yeah. Well, oh, no! he was in the house, but I zapped them because they were barking uh, and then it doesn't hurt them at all. They just, they don't like it. So they go inside. Oh my gosh. Um, and he was not, and he was just around and he has very sensitive ears. I think he's part blind. Right. Um, now that I think about it. And that's why he has such good hearing uh, because I can walk into the room and he could stare at me and not realize it's me and freak out. Mm. Um, but he pooped in my bedroom. <laughs> And like I was downstairs like in the kitchen and I could smell like oh there's poop in my house. Oh, no. Where the hell is there it? There is poop in my um, house. And it wasn't horribly smelling poop. But, man, I'm not, just not a fan. not a fan of that poop, man. Yeah, it's fair.
1: That's fair. Um, I mean, there's
0: there's a reason. You know,
1: I don't think many people are fans of the smell. It's pretty uh, pretty repulsive.
0: I know. Some people. Some people are super into some it. Some people are just. Nasty. Um, Dude. Uh yeah. here's a question yeah. for you. Uh, uh, I asked you the last one. You could ask me this one and I got one more for you. But this one's from the exposed category. So shoot. You better be prepared okay. for it. Okay.
1: <laughs>
0: I'm ready. Hit me with it. Oh no, I was gonna let you ask and then and then I was gonna ask. <laughs> oh, I just, I so you oh, actually, okay, my bad I just to My bad. You,
1: I thought you were just doing like being really suspenseful. You better be ready. <laughs> and then you didn't say anything. Well you should be. All ready. right. Um Josh, what reality show would you sign up to go yeah. on? If you could like you sign up and you know you're gonna get accepted to one show to go beyond, what would it be?
0: The apprentice would be cool if they put that back on TV. That'd be fun. That's cool. Yeah,
1: with um, with Trump as the host.
0: <laughs> yeah, not everyone can say you've been fired by the president, so that's a win. That's true. The
1: Apprentice would be cool.
0: But yeah, that'd be cool again. And they only they only film it for a week. Oh, really? Nice. I watched a documentary on it. Yeah, it's just a week long, a short, and then they stretch it out for however many episodes. Nice. Uh, and they film like twice a day. <clears throat> Sweet. Uh, but yeah, that's probably the big one. Um, I realize we've already asked this question before on the podcast, so I have to come up with the. Button. Oh man,
1: you were you were queuing it up to be be intense there, and uh, feel like you let me down. Well, it was, and...
0: What's the last big What's the last big thing you lied about? But I am pretty sure we've we've asked that question I think before.
1: So. Yeah, huh? Uh,
0: Here is another one. What is your instinctive reaction when someone or something hurts you? Oh, are we talking physical pain? No, any kind of thing it can be emotional, physical, <sighs> mental, spiritual. Huh. So, what other other kinds of pains there are? Well,
1: the way you said it, someone or something hurts you. So, I'm going to go with physical pain uh, as like because I immediately thought of I do a lot of you know I'm I'm always doing some sort of project, so I'm always building something or. Doing something, so I thought immediately of like hitting myself with a hammer on accident, like missing the nail and, you know, and like getting the finger or something. Because that's happened many times. And uh, dude, physical pain uh, makes me mad. (laughs) Like that's like I do not have a quick temper at all. Um, But when when I get in physical pain unexpectedly like that, like I was using the weed whacker. A while back, and I was wearing sandals like an idiot, and uh instead of closed-toe yeah. shoes, and it was like, like yeah. only one piece was on the weed whacker. It has two cords that go out, and one is like ripped off. And I like moved it because I was gonna go like refill the gas or something, but it was still spinning really fast, and it smacked like a couple of my toes. Oh man, I just oh, ho, ho. I got mad, oh, you know, <laughs> like it just hurt oh, and it was not full bowl, or like hurt. there was no cut, you know, but just like really red lines across two or three of my toes. And yeah, I use some uh some potty language. Um <laughs> and
0: oh yeah my yeah my physical anger is, is or physical hurt is definitely yeah. anger. Uh it's probably all anger but like yeah. F word coming out of my mouth. Like I've I have a ladder in my bedroom right now because yeah. I'm just lazy. Don't want to get downstairs. Uh, and I've kicked it two nights in a row now. <laughs> I did it again last night. Same freaking pinky t- Like, first night, I kicked it hard enough that I got bled.
1: Oh, like, that's a horrible... I got up in And the then you hit that like, same toe? I noticed tail?
0: on my sheets that there's blood. Oh, man. Yeah, then I hit the same toe the next... Oh. Last night. And it's when I go to turn off the freaking lamp, you would think I would learn. <laughs> I don't. Uh, so I moved the damn thing out of yeah. my... Out of my pet Yeah. Like, did you put yeah, it, it right was, in front of your toilet F-word so that you would
1: definitely hit it again tonight <laughs> In the middle of the night
0: i did i tried to hide it though i like, tried to cover it up a little bit <laughs> yeah so when i walked i wouldn't right. see it and just, just drill it, it again Ouch. Ouch. it's not even my ladder that's the worst part it needs to go back to my parents <laughs> yeah. up. um uh, i'm pretty sure it's their ladder because i've never seen it before yes <laughs> so i must have stole it when i was moving. that's fair uh but yeah that's anger uh, but it's always anger probably for me if you hurt me or someone i love it's anger and then it's revenge ooh like that's revenge. my instinctive like yeah. i'm going to get even and i'm not a person that gets even like you know your wrong equals my wrong i'm the guy that like gets even it's funny i was watching I, i'm a huge fan of the west yeah. wing uh, love the west wing fantastic a great show. Uh, i've watched it probably 15 times all the way nice. through um, but there's a He's, this is in the first season. He just got into office. Uh, and Westling's about the Westlands so the President of the United right. States and his staff. Uh, president just gets in office. First time President was never in the military. They have a military incident, um, and he has to respond. Um, and the normal response is equal e- equal response um, to how you were mm-hmm. harmed. Um, and they're trying to determine what an equal response is. And his, and his response is, that's not going to change anything. Um, let's, like, up it. Like I want it. I want it to hurt them mm-hmm. deeply. Like let's just exceed. You know, make this make this a big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's usually my response. It's like I'm gonna get I'm gonna get revenge, but I'm not gonna get revenge in the sense of like equal revenge. I'm gonna get revenge in the sense that I'm gonna end this. <laughs> uh, you're gonna regret it. You bruised my pinky toe. Uh, I will take now. That's thumbs. just the yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That seems fair to me. Yeah. Um, not that I act on that emotion, but that's the first. That's where you, that's where you want to do. Comes. I get it. I get that.
1: Dude, speaking of Dude, ripping off. Thumbs, what are we talking about this week? <laughs> um, uh, so we make call, make call this we're, we're calling this. You can't handle the truth. And uh, as you know, Josh, and as many of you know, if you're listening to this, we've been working through First Corinthians 13. Um, kind of one through eight, all the aspects of love. What is love? So what does it mean to love one another? And what does it mean to love God? Um, so today uh, we're on verse six of First Corinthians. It's a short one, and it just says, love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. Um, so this to me, And I think to you, when we were preparing, we're like, what exactly do we talk about? Because not delighting in evil seems to make sense, but rejoicing with the truth. Um, So I guess with that being said, what are your kind of first blush thoughts on this? What does it mean to not delight in evil, but rejoice with the truth?
0: I think in the love conversation in general. There's so much sacrifice that we have to function inside of, um, to love people. Well, like we've got to put up with their crap, um, to an extent, you know, we've got to accept them as they are where they're at, um, in their maturity, in their life with Jesus, um, just so we can love them to a better place. Um, there, there's so much that we have to give. Um, and oftentimes that feels unjust and not fair that I have to bend the knee, uh, for the sake of somebody else. Mm. And I think when we get to this verse, um, this is where oftentimes Christians in general, and speaking in a big, broad brush general, um, this is their ammo back of we're like, oh, I have to love people well, but when it comes to truth, mm-hmm. I can be a total turd bag <laughs> uh, and I get to come at you I hard. see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right? Like, Hmm. it's a weapon at that point. Like, truth is a weapon. Um, I get to attack you with the truth because I have what's right, and I have what's true on my side, so my actions and how I do it don't really matter. And this is where I'm bothersome with this verse. I don't think that's what this verse says. Hmm. Um, Not in the context of the greater verses. I just just think that's the part of the verse that we use to get out of the rest of the verses. Hmm. Um, As long as something is evil. I'm allowed to do whatever I want, treat them any way I want. I don't have to love them. But Jesus was very clear. We're supposed to love our yes. Uh So for those who that's, not the, that's not the response. Yeah. Right. Uh, so that's not, that's not the, that's not what essentially this verse is saying. And I think that's the pushback uh, of it all, because I think people so easily can jump to that place of, oh, truth matters more than anything. No, no, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Look, Jesus was very clear. Love matters more than anything. Um, it was clear at the beginning of, of this chapter. Um, but truth still plays a massive role in our lives and not delighting in evil still plays a massive role in our lives. Um, and I think probably the best way to attack this Andrew is probably break it up. Like what is, how do we not delight in evil? Like what does that look like? Yeah. And then how do we rejoice in truth in this context of love? Cause love hasn't changed like love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in the mm-hmm. truth. Um, so how do you answer that question? What does it mean not to delight or sorry, to uh uh what to not delight in evil. Uh, delight yeah. in evil.
1: So that's that's a good approach. That's a good delight's point. an interesting one um, too. Yeah, it is. Uh but but the as I think about these verses, you know, they're all things that are either natural or not not natural to do. So love is patient. Love is kind. I don't know that it's natural to be patient and, and kind. Um, it does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It's easy to envy, and it's easy to boast, and it's easy to be proud. Um, does not dishonor others. is not self-seeking, not easily anchored. Basically, all I'm trying to say is these are all things that have to be kind of called out explicitly to say love looks like this and it doesn't look like this. And it's always kind of contrasted with like, here's your more natural state. Um, it looks, you know, that love doesn't look like, you know, is, is kind of my point. So this, I I don't like the idea that I delight in evil, but uh, in First Corinthians 13, verse 6, it's pretty explicit that love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. And if I'm reading this in the way that I'm reading the rest of these verses, that probably means that, Andrew, uh, you're probably quick to delight in evil and you might not rejoice with the truth, but that's not what love does. So, um, love does not delight in evil. Um, I, let's go back to that analogy of like, you, you bruised my toe and I'm going to cut off your thumbs. Like that. That's maybe our natural response. And the Bible actually has a lot of things in it, especially in the Old Testament, kind of laws of like an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, and then people being like, No, I'm not doing an eye for an eye and tooth for a tooth. You hurt one of us and we're gonna hurt ten of you. You know, like things violence always escalates quickly. Um so that that like delighting in evil might look like being excited about that you know, or being, uh, being really stoked about that. Like, yeah, I can't wait for somebody to hurt me so I can hurt them way worse, you know, or I can use it as a shield to say, well, they deserve it. Um, I delighting in evil. I don't know. I, uh, I don't like to think that I delight in things that are evil, but, um, but I am sinful. I am fallen. Um, I'm certainly not perfect. So, I have to think that at some point, I some points I do delight in things that are evil, even though I shouldn't. So that's my first take. What do you think on that?
0: Yeah, I think that's good. I, I think um, I'm just looking at these other um, translations and how others take care. Um, Mr. Eugene Peterson mm-hmm. um, commentates this way he says doesn't revel when. Others grovel, hmm. um, which is an interesting way to connect it. Um, the ESV puts it as "does not rejoice at wrongdoing," um, and I wonder. I wonder, based off of Eugene's interpretation, and I'm trying to pull up other commentaries right now to look at it. But um, I wonder if this delighting and evil piece, because this is all relationship, right? Like we're not we're not removing relationship from these verses like those verses are all about loving one another well around us um so if we don't remove relationship of this versus how does this apply specifically to people and i wonder if it is when people do wrong don't get excited about it um um, like don't don't get in that place of like oh i get to i get to correct them yeah like that's and we all do that, right? Like, everybody wants to feel better than somebody else. Yes. <laughs> like, that's normal. So there should there should be a place of, like, if people have sinned and done wrong, I shouldn't get excited that I get to play a part in correcting it. Um, kind of going back to our conversation last week of the speck in your own eye mm-hmm. or the log in your own eye when there's a speck in another. Like, my response shouldn't be that, oh, I, like, this is going to be fun because it's not love for another. Yeah. Like, we've talked about this before, but this idea of sin, like, Sin isn't bad because it's just what God called sin. Sin is bad because this is the things that destroy lives. It destroys our lives. It destroys the lives around us. Like, that's why God has called these things sin. Like, it's not like God was just sitting around one day and he's like, hey, Jesus, you think stealing should be a sin? Like, if I took something from somebody else, you want to write that one yeah. down? No, it wasn't just like off the cuff. I'm just going to come up with things because I think this is because I'm God and I get to do all this stuff. No, like... Sin has been called sin because these are the things that destroy. Yeah. Like Jesus, wa- you know, God loves us so much that He doesn't want us to to participate in sin because it causes destruction um, and it hurts us. And it hurts those around us. Um, so that's why sin is sin. So when when sin enters the picture, delighting in in evil is oh, I get to I get to point these things out to these people and, and show them that they're they're in the wrong. Well, that's not love because yeah. love should be. No, no, no. I don't want them to continue to destroy their lives. Like I don't want them to go down these roads anymore. Like it's a place of, of, of deep care for somebody that I want to, to, um, so when I approach sin in that way with people that I have a very different approach than when I approach it from a place of not caring, hmm. I'm just correcting behavior. Um, if I'm correct behavior, I don't give a shit how you feel about it. Um, you're just going to change because that's the right thing to right. do. But if it's care for that person, I'm going to approach it differently. I'm going to show a deep level of care for that individual. So um, they can come to a place of, of understanding the destruction and hopefully make the change. But again, the change is their decision. If they don't want to, then they they don't have to. I was listening.
1: I'm not sure how this relates, but somehow my brain brought it up. (laughs) Uh, I was listening to, um, James this morning as I made some pancakes. Um, and James is short. It's like five chapters. So I put it on, um, audio and I don't know, 15 minutes maybe. And I, I listened to the, to the book of James. And, um, the story, the, the thing that stood out of the whole book, it's probably my favorite book of the Bible or one of my favorites, but the thing that stood out today was
0: the, um, versus it's funny because yeah. a lot of scholars through the years have said james should be a part of our bible really <laughs> dang that's
1: crazy um i didn't know that but i there's a there's a, a quick couple of lines in there and it's talking about these these men who say um basically they say um hey let's go to this city um and and we'll make a bunch of money and we'll build bigger barns and fill them up and we'll have plenty of grain and wine and uh and we'll stay there for the next couple years and we'll just live a life of leisure. Um and God kinda comes back to them and says, uh, you foolish man, like didn't you know uh don't you know that your breath is or that your life is but a breath and that you don't know how much time you have and your your goal in life should not be leisure and rest and uh, you know to to just pamper yourself basically. So, I'm actually taking your life from you tonight. Like you're done. You're not going to go, you're not going to make all this money, you're not going to have all this rest and leisure that's only self-serving cuz you maybe if I extrapolate cuz you were off mission. You were not focused on making other people's lives better. You not you're not benefiting anybody except yourself and your wallet. So, you were chasing that, but you didn't know the clock was ticking on your life. So, uh Pulling the plug on that, but that popped out because like the, um, this delighted in evil, this, you know, uh, having a good time playing with fire, however you want to call it. Um, that, that just kind of struck a chord as I thought about just the book of James this morning, like this, this idea of like, love doesn't delight in evil. It doesn't just delight in the things that only benefit you. Maybe it doesn't delight in the things that, um, that are only for you, that are only for the purpose of making you happy or fat or full or whatever. Like there's, there's a place for rest. There's a place for good food. You and I, it's about to be Thanksgiving. And even though, yeah, we're not traveling and having a big celebration, we're going to eat a lot of good food at home, you know? Um, hopefully you do too. But, um, but that, that's very different than just saying, I'm gonna live a life of gluttony because I love to eat good food. You know, like I love to eat good food and drink good wine. Yeah. So that's all I'm gonna do. I'm just gonna drink great wine and I'm just gonna eat great food. Like if that's your purpose in life, that might be a form of delighting in evil, and uh, and that's probably not something yeah. that God wants for your life, and probably doesn't demonstrate love well. So, um, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. And if we kind of go down that path, still you you could interpret the verse of just like, are you focusing on selfish things, things that benefit you, things that focus on you? Or are you trying to focus on kingdom things Mm -hmm. um, to benefit those around you? Like that's the compare and contrast. I I think that you could probably find Uh, this commentary. uh, I've been reading this guy for years, but um, he's just like the common man's commentary, which makes it easy to read because you read some older commentaries and there's too many ye's and thou's. You get confused really easily. Um, when you have to interpret the commentary that's interpreting the scripture, <laughs> it just gets—it's too much, guys. Stop. Uh, but for this verse uh, of does not rejoice in iniquity or in sin. Um, it's he says uh, it is willing. It is the willing to want the best for others and refuses to color things against others. Instead, rejoicing in truth, um, love can always stand with truth and on truth. Because love is pure, good, and like truth. Um, which is a, a better way to describe truth, I think, too. Um, like, I think too often truth is that big, bad, big brother, older mm-hmm. dad that's going to punish you when you're not standing in truth. But there's there's pureness and there's goodness inside of truth yeah. um, that we get to sit inside of. And I think that's, that's often missed. Um, when truth enters the picture that we feel like we get to do whatever the heck we want, but yeah, not are willing to want the best for others and refuses. This kind of goes against the sin piece, right? Like I don't want you to live in sin because I know the destruction mm-hmm. it's going yeah. to cause. And can I just point out the destruction, yeah. um, in a kind, caring, loving way, because I want what's best for you. Uh, and I don't think that in general, I don't think that's oftentimes how the church approaches sin. Yeah. We approach sin of its black and white. You do it or you don't. You're bad if you do. You're good if you yeah. don't. Um, a moral standard. And yes, there is moralism inside of truth. Uh, but that's not the goal. The goal is, no, truth or sin causes destruction. And I don't want you to be destroyed. and I don't want you to destroy people around yeah. you. Uh, and that's why we, we dig into these things with one another. Yeah. Um, and then we refuse to color things against others. Yeah. So, like, how often has the sin of somebody's life, um, labeled them for life, right? Like, oh that guy's oh yeah, don't don't trust that mm-hmm. guy. He's, he's had like six affairs. Um and you're like, no, he had one affair. He he deeply regrets it. He's done everything he can to fix it. Right. And he's still with his his wife, being faithful. Right. Uh, he's not, you know, a horrible, horrible guy that's gonna be a horrible guy the rest of your life. I don't know why we keep coming back to affairs. Um I <laughs> think like, last episode we talked about affairs too. Yeah. I'm not even married, so um, but it could be anything. Um, yeah. this person is a drunk because he went to rehab at one point in his right, life. Right. No, doesn't mean like, can we paint people for you know what's best for them? Yeah. And can we view what's good inside of them rather than focusing on all the things that are bad about them? Because the reality is going back to last week's conversation. There's plenty of bad about me. Right. Uh, and I wouldn't want them to label me in that right. way. I wouldn't want them yeah. to say, this is who, this is who Josh is all mm-hmm. the time. No, I think there's a level of humility of like, yeah, I could be called bad things, maybe in the terms of the world, not as bad things as anyone else, but right. you give me the right circumstances. <laughs> right. It's a possibility. Right. Uh, so I think there's just that piece of like, I want to see the best in people. Uh, and there's people like, it's funny cause. I've been on this journey or whatever for 8 months a year um of really trying to love people and love God well and what does that mean and and this and that and, um there's individuals that love people really well that used to bother the hell out of me um hmm. and as I've journeyed down this road just that eye opening of like oh that's why okay I get it they're not naive. They're not stupid. They're not, they see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're just choosing to choose to see the best in people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're taking that posture rather than, than a different. Posture Let me just say, there's a strength in my, that. My dude. natural.
1: There's a, like to, to look oh, around yeah. and it's not easy like, to look around life right now. And, and to say, well, COVID is happening. Our economy's bad, bad. Uh, presidential stuff has been rough on everybody like you you can find a million reasons to be negative and and they're probably justified um but that's kind of a weak position <laughs> you know like it takes yeah. no effort to be negative it takes a lot of strength to be positive and especially in those one to one relationships yep, where you're looking and you're saying well this the thing that this person does really bothers me that bothers me that bothers me, that bothers me. it's way easier to be yep. negative but to sit there and say no, I'm gonna I'm gonna love this person well. I'm gonna demonstrate love well to them, and I'm gonna give them grace because I get grace all the yep. time uh, from the Lord. Like yep. to do that, I think yep. takes a lot of strength versus just saying I'm gonna be negative or they're just annoying. There's nothing good about them, or like you were saying, they're just a drunk or they just are, had a bunch of affairs. They're just sexually sinful. Whatever. Like the to label people and label it and forget it kind of um, versus to say, I'm going to pursue this relationship out of love. I'm going to pursue this person in love takes a lot more strength to do the second one. Cause you're eventually going to get hurt or you're going to have people think you're naive or think you're crazy um, or think you're dumb. I don't know. Like there's a lot of th- things people think, yeah. but it takes strength. Yeah.
0: I think. No, that's true. That's good. And, And I think we'd have a much better community around us if we chose to take that posture rather than the the latter. Yeah. Um, And
1: okay. I don't know why we keep talking about affairs. I've never had an affair and I never intend to, I am married. I know you're not married yet, but I hope one day you are married um, and don't have an affair. But, uh, but just (laughs) in the last couple weeks, uh, Another pastor, a really big name pastor in the U S kind of evangelical church, um, got fired from his church and, uh, got fired from the church he was leading. And then, you know, came out the next few days later. He said on his Instagram that he had had a extramarital affair. And, uh, man, I was, I was just thinking about that the yesterday. I'm feeling really sad. First of all, because it's like, this church had been growing and growing and influenced in a really positive way, by my estimation, at least. Um, especially in COVID times where people were like, I don't know what to watch. They were one of the top churches, like, well, I'm going to tune into this service and see what's going on. And it seemed like every time I watched them, uh, I was encouraged at a minimum. But, um, it was the Hillsong East Coast, uh, Carl Linz, like probably everybody listening to this knows that. But I don't bring that up to trash him or compare myself and say I'm better. But when I think about that type of stuff, I'm like, it could have been that it was a one-time decision and that's what led to that. But I think the more realistic thing is that it was probably just like a hundred small decisions of like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to tell Anybody about this? I'm not oh, gonna absolutely. not gonna give anybody real accountability yeah. in my life. I'm not gonna tell anybody about that thing or this this time. Or I'm gonna be secretive about my calendar here. Or like it's it's a hundred small choices that lead to one yeah. one thing. And because of his kind of position of influence, it has this this huge ripple effect far outside, just um, his family. But like the the sin that. It just leads to death, man, and uh, I don't know. I I'm hurting because I'm hurting over it because I feel like there there might be thousands of people across the U.S. and maybe around the world who are just like, well. That was my one chance at church, and it turns out I don't want to follow that guy, so I'm done. <laughs> or um, if if this preacher can sin, yeah. then then I how could I ever be be better, you know, or whatever people, whatever you might think, whatever excuse comes up.
0: Yeah, and I think yeah. but but and I think this is the thing, issue. Like, this is our issue in the but church. it
1: could have been it could have just as easily been me in, in a different way you know what i mean yeah. not necessarily yeah. an affair just sin like to to look at it and stand on one side and delight in evil and and point fingers and say well look at how bad yeah. that person is look how horrible that thing is that's yep. easy yep. that's simple cuz you can look and you can yep. mentally say ah it'd never be me but to but to rejoice with yeah. the truth and say yeah the truth is uh, without the grace of God, that could be me, really easily, because I, I can cover things up. I can manipulate. Yeah. I don't want to. Maybe, maybe the sinful mm-hmm. side of me wants to, but I don't know. I, I don't bring that up to point fingers. I, I bring it up to say delighting in evil probably looks like pointing fingers and saying, "Look how horrible they are. Look how bad this church is. Look how bad that leadership is. Look how they didn't think about these systems. They didn't do that. Yeah. Like that's we just trashing somebody." for no reason or trashing somebody for the reason to feel better might be another way that you delight in evil. <laughs> like, so yep, consider idea. that if that's, that's your good. first reaction, um, I guess.
0: Yeah, that's good. Um, and, and sure, there's a, there's an epidemic in the church and church leaders falling, but I think the epidemic is one we created ourselves, mm. uh, like, man, there's so many different pieces that play into it. Um, One is pastors are no different than you. Like we're all, you know, priests in the priesthood um, as followers of Jesus. So just because they're the leaders and granted, yes, they carry more influence than than most in your circles. I get that. I'm not, but when we put them on pedestals, well, they're going to fall off of pedestals. It's going to happen. We're all human. We're all going to sin. There's sins that you've committed, that if they became public because you had the influence, sure, they'd be hyper embarrassing and would hurt a lot of people around you. But the benefit is you don't have as big of influence. So not that big a deal. Um, I I think the issue is we put so much focus on sinning less Mm -hmm. and less focus on loving. Well, and this is how we end up in this place Mm -hmm. that we so quickly can turn our backs on someone that has fallen. Um, and so quickly say, "Oh, that's evil and wrong. Um, and yes, I'm not dismissing the sin. The sin is evil. It's like, think of it from that dude's perspective mm-hmm. or his from his wife's perspective. Like how much destruction uh, of relationship, how much destruction of trust. Like there's a lot of destruction that just like hurricane through that. There. Yeah. Um, and there's going to be a lot of time before that destruction is, is mended and healed. Thankfully, we serve a deeply loving God uh, and a deeply loving Savior that's going to walk with that man and his family mm-hmm. each step of the way. And if they choose to continue to walk with Jesus, they're going to see restoration. They're going to see hope restored. They're going to see trust rebuilt. Um, all those things are still a great possibility. Yeah. But typically, our response is the first part of that is we want to rejoice in the evil. Um, mm-hmm. We want to rejoice in what happened and, and, and take this guy down. And he shouldn't have a, another platform. He should you know, feel all the wrath of what he has done. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, but you could be in the same boat and you had the same influence. Yeah. You'd be feeling the same thing. Yeah. Like You're no better than this guy because he sinned. And I think that's the part that we have to constantly remind yeah. ourselves of. Um, I'm not better than him. He's not better than me. I got my sin. He has his sin. We're all in this boat together. But here's the difference. is We just love Jesus deeply. We're going to chase after Jesus wholeheartedly. Um, and in the midst of him reshaping and forming us and who He's called us to be, we're going to start to sin less. Yeah. that's just the reality mm-hmm. of it. Um, but sin's still a part of it. And we've said this before: like we're not, we're not safe sinners. Like sin's still a part of the mm-hmm. equation here until Jesus comes back and we're completely restored. Um, sin still, sin still in charge is still in charge here on on Earth.
1: It's still the default. Um, but still we are default. saints. Yeah.
0: We are saints. We are new creations. Mm-hmm. We are different people. Yeah. And we do now have power over sin. Um, but that power comes from our relationship with mm-hmm. Jesus, not by our willpower, what we're capable of doing. And that's where the other part of this is we get um, sucked into is we think that it's all up to yeah. us. Well, I just have to conquer all these things. Yeah. No. Like, you don't have the power to. Like, sin is too appetizing. The structure tastes too 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 good. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't want to live in these places. We want to pursue um, Jesus and let him shape those things out of us, that we love the things that he loves, delighting in truth yeah. more than we do in, in the evils that, that we constantly um, are pulled towards on a regular basis. Um, and we just want to help others around us experience the same thing. Because if you've walked with truth long enough, uh, it should feel like a delight. It should feel fun. It should feel light. Mm. Um, it should feel, you know, Jesus said it, my burden is is light. Mm-hmm. Um, can I walk in that place where I get to experience that? But too often, if your Christianity feels like a burden, I have all these things I can't do. Then I mean, You're not living Christianity. You're living some moral religion where I mm-hmm. just have to look good yeah. as a human being and do the right thing. Yeah. Um, it's not relationship at that point. If it, if it feels like some moral religion, that's a good
1: word, man. That's I'm sorry to interrupt you, but that's, uh, that's good. Very and good. I, it's easy to wind up living a moral religion because it's like,
0: it's easy because we're in control of it's that. easier. You set the rules. You, I think that's why you write the it.
1: report card, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. If I, if I just act like a more moral person, I'm 100% in control mm. of that. Um, so I feel safe. Yeah. I feel comfort in that because I'm in control. Uh, now, sin gets out of control in your life, and now all of a sudden you feel out of control. Yeah. But at first, like that's why we do it. I mean, this is kind of the pushback against against James with with some scholars throughout the ages. Yeah. Is it, it seems to push workspace based religion. Mm. Um, works-based religion doesn't work. Yeah. Um, that's not what James is pushing. I'd argue against it, but there's some that believe that.
1: I um, can see why people yeah, say that. The it talks about both faith
0: without works being dead, and
1: we're quick to say, "No, no, no, not at all." It's he, all... I think it's really he's trying to balance, yeah. you know. Um, but anyway, yeah. yeah,
0: it's all moral standard is is what James is trying to paint. But it's it's not on your own, your own doing. Right. It's not on your own, like. So the other side of that, if it's not in control, it's in Jesus' control. Then the only thing I have control of is fostering relationship with Jesus. Well, that seems. Wishy washy at best. Um, like, there's what's the fiz- like? What am I doing? Uh, but as I walk with Jesus, like, yeah, sin becomes less of a thing in my life. Yeah. There's sins that used to ravage my life yeah. that don't ravage my life today. Just gone because not because of anything I've done. Right. I didn't have great strategies that I've put in place right. to conquer those things. No, typically my strategies will work for like three months and then implode yeah. on themselves, and it was worse off than I was before I started right. these strategies. Right. No, but walking with Jesus has created such a power inside of my own life that, yeah, it's not that these things aren't temptations. They're still present, but they don't feel like temptations like they used to feel. It didn't feel like I was fighting a losing battle. It's just something I now notice. Um, But I'm delighting in in good. I'm delighting in what's what's right. I'm delighting in what we call truth. Hmm. Um, And there's freedom in that truth. And we get to live inside of those things. I'm not causing harm and hurt to the people around me. I'm not... You know, I'm not causing destruction in a wake of destruction around me. Um, like I'm, I'm bringing good. I'm bringing truth, and truth brings justice, yeah. which is restoration and healing. Um, not just justice in the sense of God is judge, but just in the sense of like there's a there's a restoration behind it. When I leave a place, I should leave that place in a much better state emotionally, physically, uh, uh, spiritually than I than I than I did when I showed up there in the first mm-hmm. place. So I think that's a good question that we can ask ourselves: is like. Um. Here's this environment that you're functioning inside. Maybe you're a mom. You're a stay-at-home mom, Um, because man, do we hit that 25 to 35 demographic really good uh, on the female (laughs) side? (laughs) For whatever (laughs) reason, that's who listens. We're glad you're listening, and they're all from California, apparently. (laughs) Uh, So we appreciate that. Um, But uh, like, if that's where you are, well, with your kids, are you are you leaving destruction? Are you leaving hope? Are you leaving? Um, awake of of just things being torn apart um, or am I leaving a wake of, of goodness and flourishing and and, and freedom yeah. all these words that, that that the gospel brings into yeah. life um, you know if you're if you're on a team at work like what do, what do those relationships look like yeah. um, do people not want to approach you do people want to avoid you um, if if they didn't have to work for you or work with you would they spend time with yeah. you? Like, that's a really good that question. That is a good question. And if the answer is no, then you're probably doing, you're probably doing it. Probably wrong,
1: being dude. a jerk. Sorry,
0: buddy. Yeah. Or sorry, honey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're probably an ass muncher. Or Sorry, I should have said that. That's a bad word. <laughs> <laughs> you're probably an asshole.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you were on such a roll. And then just, uh, yeah, that's, oh, so that's funny. funny. Uh, oh, we'll leave it yes, in there. it
0: Absolutely. Keep it honest. Keep it honest. I lost honest. my headphone too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you're probably an asshole and no one wants to be around you. Mm-hmm. Um, but if people are wanting to spend time with you outside of that context, then there's probably something to yeah. it. You're probably, you know, bringing life to those places, yeah. you know, bringing truth to those places rather than destruction and delighting in yeah. evil. Like, and I think the other side of this too, that that we can look at is like uh, walking with Jesus and digging into this, the crap of our life, the sin of our life and, and letting him, you know, one identify, it, two deal with it, three um, help us recover from it. Um, when he helps us do these things, like you're just going to be like you're now going to function in more truth—not truth in the sense of like black and white, yes and no—but truth in the sense of like this is hope, this is life giving, yeah. this is good. Um, you know, this is pure. This is this is what life should feel like. Um, type of truth. Yeah. Um and we live in that place, then you know you're just going to bring more life to the things around you. Like we're going to see the John 10:10 10, 10 life more yeah. often, um, the abundant life, that full life, um, because we're we're choosing to rejoice in truth rather than rejoice in in evil, the crap of our lives, mm-hmm. right? I'm not going to sit and revel in it. Uh, I'm not going to keep focusing on it. I want it to be I want it to be dealt with and we can move on mm-hmm. from it. So let me get Jesus into this equation and and start having those conversations. Uh, because doing it on your own works for a short period of time yeah. man doesn't work for a short yeah. period of time it feels like you're making progress yeah but it's all about your own self-effort mm-hmm. and christianity is not about your self-effort yeah. like and and that was the the that's the point paul or sorry uh, james was trying to make was no when i'm walking with jesus yeah when i'm in deep relationship with jesus there's fruit My of, that. There's, doing out of that. that there's things yeah. that i do yeah there's but that that's the that's a differenti you have to make. It's not I do all these things to be good and that's where my faith comes from no 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 my faith and my relationship with Jesus is the is the core is the peace and out of that these things happen yeah. um, and I start to walk with those things
1: yeah that's good man that's all that's all really good and uh, I thinking about the contrasting these two the uh, delighting in evil and rejoicing in the truth, um, I think like we all have different levels of influence, uh, whether it be a million people listen to what we're saying or, or two or one really looks up to us. Yeah. Like we all have some level of influence and, um, I think it's all important. I don't think you need to say because you have a big platform that influences a thousand yeah. people. That's more important, important than influencing two, Cause who's to say, you know, yeah. God can say, but but not us. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, when you, when you build this culture of rejoice or delighting in evil or being about evil, you know, um, that might look like revenge. It might look like a lot of things we've talked about, but, but when you, when you live in that, then you're probably surrounding yourself with people who also do that, who also are about rejoicing in evil. Um, and the thing about that, like uh, this This world can be a dog eat dog world, you know, and, and if you're going to be a part of that rat race, then you better be the, the strongest, baddest, meanest rat, (laughs) meanest dog ever, uh, because eventually, uh, somebody's going to knock you off, you know, uh, knock you off the top and, and they'll be, they'll be rejoicing in the evil that they just created. Uh, that'll be in your life. And, uh, it, and you build a culture of that, the more. The more you're excited about evil, the more um, people around you are too. Um, But the more you rejoice in the truth, the more you rejoice in things that honor God, the more you you spend time on them, um, then maybe you build a culture of people around you that are also about those things and and that want what's best for each other and want to be honest with each other and want to push each other towards God rather than away from him. So um, I don't know. Be careful of the culture you build, I guess, uh, or be careful what you're excited yep, about. For sure. um, yeah, that's what I'm trying yep. to say.
0: No, that's good. That's good. Um, so to love people well. Yes. Um, yes, truth matters a lot um, because truth is where we find hope. That's where we find restoration. That's where we find joy. So we find all these good things about our relationship with Jesus. Well. Um, and when evil enters the picture, evil is destructive. Evil uh, wants to cause harm. Um, evil is is in its essence wants to kill, steal, and destroy from you, um, or you, or from you. Um, so it's it's that's the posture we're taking. Uh, and if I chew and if I encounter someone that's in the midst of evil, in the midst of sin, um, my response shouldn't be to delight in it, to get excited about it, to correct it. Um, from the perspective of, I get to call it out because I'm better than you're right. You're in the wrong. Um, I'm better than you. Um, I would never do that. Mm -hmm. That's so despicable and wrong. Um, but if it's from the posture of no, 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 I want to, I want, I want to love this person well. And I see the destruction that this is causing and, um, I need to build relationship and build influence. So I have voice, um, and I'm going to do all the work to, to do those things and I'm going to sacrifice so that can happen. Um, and then we can deal with, with the things that are causing destruction around us. Um, and I, I, think that's the best posture we can take and, you know, evaluate the culture you're building around you. Like Andrew said, like what, what is the wake behind mm. you? Is the wake freedom, hope, purpose is the wake, um, burden, um, shame. whatever will the other words come with that, uh, shame. Oh, shame. There's a good yeah. one. Uh, we talked about shame at some point. In the earlier episodes, if you want to go back and listen mm-hmm. to it, um, shame is a man. Shame is a beast. Mm-hmm. Um, it can do a lot of damage in people's lives if if we choose to utilize it and function inside of it. It's extremely destructive and sinful. Um, shame there should shame should not exist in the gospel. Um, should not exist in the church. It's not a part yeah. of it. Um, guilt should you should feel guilty when we do something <laughs> wrong, um, but shame should not. Shame That's right. should not attack everybody identity. Near if that's your your MO, you're in the 100% wrong. I'm sorry. Uh, moms out there, that like to throw shame at their daughters. Um, no offense, moms. Dads too. We love you. Um, yeah, Dads just throw shame in other ways. That's right. When our boys can't play sports, we um, <laughs> they're not our boys anymore. They're <laughs> someone else's boys. They're your boys. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Our own issues. Uh, but yeah. I think, I think the posture is always humility. And we've talked about this before as as we go through these things, like humility is, is the piece that, that changes our perspective and changes our posture and how we react with people and interact with people. Mm-hmm. Uh, like if I look at it and say, well, here's Carl Lentz, which the funny thing is I work for an organization that works directly to churches, all of our customers are yeah. churches. Uh, and I didn't hear about this until I talked to a ministry buddy of mine. Hmm. And you're like, what? I had no idea. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Which is great, because when you're in the midst of ministry every day, like, this would probably be the hot button. Mm-hmm. And, like, who wants to delight in evil and talk about it all the time? Yeah. That's not right. fun. Like, it happened. Actions were taken. God's going to walk with him if he walks with yep. God. Let them deal yep. with it. Not my problem. Yep. Not something I want to talk about constantly. And maybe that's another great example of delighting in evil, or not delighting in evil. Yeah. Like, are you talking, like, is that your topic of conversation all the time <laughs> do you have six like, conversations around that today that? yeah 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 and you can you can hide it inside of well we want to make sure we avoid these right. things we well, what do we do like sure you can hide it in there but you're still talking about this sin that happened right. that it doesn't matter anymore it happened it's in the past yeah. it doesn't affect my life at all or even my community's life so let's just move on from yep. it um but now we we like to we like to hold mm-hmm. on to those things and talk mm-hmm. about them often and point yeah. them out on a regular basis. Yeah. Probably because it makes ourselves feel better. Of like I haven't done that yeah. yet, right? Um, right? Like that's usually so. If we can posture ourselves with humility yeah. um, and and look at everything of like, yeah, I could have done it. It's one hundred percent possible. I could have ended up where he yep. ended up, um, or will end up where he ended up. Um, if I'm not walking with Jesus, seeking Jesus out and having deep conversations where Jesus is pulling the destructive things of, of my character, the destructive things of my behavior out, right. like, what would it look like six months ago when Jesus is like, Hey, Carl, like, like, we got to start looking at these yeah. things. Like these are, these are causing, these are destructive behaviors. Yeah. Um, and they're probably going to lead to some pretty destructive things. Like we got to deal with this stuff now. And man, when you're in the midst of sin and it feels good. Uh, You like to flirt with that Mm -hmm. line and play like it probably felt good for Carl, and he's like, "Yeah, I want to, you know, I want to play with you. I hear you, God. I'm not going to do anything. Trust me, I've Mm -hmm. got this." And Jesus is like, "Trust me, I'm God."
1: (laughs) It's like you were standing on Uh, railroad tracks if there is a train coming. Yeah. I see it. look like, I'm You're trying dumb. to
0: help you, buddy. <laughs> Listen to me. You need to stand up. Hey, guess what? I'm, yeah. I'm present when you finally make this decision right now, and I'm present right now six months before you make this decision. Right. I see it all. Right. Um, like, we miss that piece of, like, yeah. Jesus so deeply loves us that he doesn't want us to see destruction in our 100%. lives. So why would he let you run down those roads? There's going to be plenty of times where he's like, hey, 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 Andrew. Hey, 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 Josh. Listen to me. Yep. Um, this is what's going on. I need you to. I need you to correct course. I need you to to deal with some of these things. that are going to lead to this yeah. place. Um, like let's deal with this this past hurt. Let's deal with these insecurities. Let's deal with this pride. Let's deal whatever the mm-hmm. issue is um, that leads us to these sins. Uh, but yeah, when we stop walking with Jesus to that extent, we miss on those cues. And Jesus is like, "Hey, this is what's going on. This is what's about to happen. I need you to listen to me now," um, like a good loving father would.
1: Thanks for listening to our show. It really means a lot to us, and we hope that it helps bring you closer to your relationship with Jesus and with other
0: people. And it also helps us out if you rate our podcast or leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening on. You can also follow us on Instagram and the Facebook. Now, sharing this with your friends isn't just to get the word out of the podcast. We believe that we have the message of hope that's found in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you sharing this has the ability to transform the lives of the people around you.